It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Tonight's tale of terror comes from the Trick or Treaters podcast. Join them as they journey into the horrifying unknown. <laughs> you are listening to the Trick or Treaters podcast, part of the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Movie reviews, horror news, and all the gory details. Listen if you dare. Hello everyone and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Trick or Treaters podcast. I'm your host Kyle and as always I'm joined by my wonderful co-host JR. JR, uh, me and you just recently, well last weekend, saw Halloween Kills and there's been a plethora of other uh, great horror stuff that's come out recently that uh, we've watched. Uh, first of all, how have you been and what all have you been up to? Well, you know, between last week and this week, um, Halloween Kills dropped and it did tremendous in the box office, which a lot of people, I think even the studio director didn't know how it was going to do. I think the expectation was between 30, 33 million opening yeah. and they're doing 50 million uh opening yeah, the, weekend box office yeah i think it's close to 60 right now and apparently uh if i read right like 1.5 or 1.6 million streamed it on peacock correct yes um and i think there's more hype about it more intrigue about it especially there's been a little bit of divisiveness of how the film shook out between people in the horror community fans of halloween on the certain aspects of it and but I enjoyed it. I one of the things I told people, in my opinion, as somebody who watches movies, to my knowledge, I've never seen a film that in when you go into like the production, the script, or writing, when it was announced in the horror genres with Halloween Kills, it was like we are going to release Halloween Kills, and then the next year Halloween ends. We've seen this in uh, Avengers with Avengers: Affinity Wars, and then Endgame. We've seen this in um when you think of everything from um star wars like you knew there was going to be a, a saga so the way i look at it is that this is the beginning of a two-part story and that's going to essentially all roads lead to the final encounter whatever that may be in halloween ends that comes out uh, october of 2022 so i'm excited for it there was still a lot of cool things that happened and it left us on a cliffhanger which again I say I give that equivalent to, you know, like um, Avengers Infinity Wars. You know, a lot of stuff happens and then leaves you with the cliffhanger at the end. And it's OK, what do we do next? But I think also for those, if you see Halloween Kills, I see a lot of um, I, I don't want to go into any spoilers because I still want people to see it. So I won't say specifically like how I see similarities. But to me, I saw a lot of similarities in in Halloween Kills as I did in in Halloween 2 from 1981. And so I, I think if you kind of look at that, there's certain aspects I think that are similar. So that was pretty cool. But there's just a lot of, there's a lot of cool things, you know, in the film, especially um, in the beginning. And there's like some things I pop for. One of the ones I will say is that there was a part in the movie that I do with record. And um, the record that was playing was, and Mary, and I think the song is it's either Can I Have the Last Dance or May I Have the Last Dance for the Rest of My Life. It's a very older country song. It's one of my favorite country love songs. Um, I just like laugh hysterically because it's Halloween Kills is the like the last place I would assume I would hear this mo this country love song from like 1980 um, in the in the in a horror movie. But hey, it did, and I laughed so. I was I was in the movie theater with my nephew, uh, you know, popping for it. Yeah, we won't go into spoilers on this episode in case there's people that haven't seen it yet. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Uh, I went in 
with my expectations of what I wanted out of the film, and I got what I wanted out of it, and I'm it, it has me excited for Halloween ends next year. Uh, but yeah, like uh, the Halloween Kills, oddly, uh, uh, it seems to have divided the fan base. Like one half loves it, and one half absolutely fucking hates it. And like I've seen horrible tales. Like I've seen people say that this was the worst Halloween uh, film they've ever seen in the entire franchise. And I'm like, uh, Resurrection and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 exist? Uh, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> but yeah, like, it just, like, it seems like there's, I don't know, man, there's just, like, there's a big divide between the fan base because of this film. But, uh, I mean, I liked it, you liked it, uh, a bunch of our friends, uh, uh, really liked it. And so, I mean, that's all that really matters, uh, I'm excited for the next one, though, for sure. Yeah, and there was a, a lot of other, you know, we between the, our last episode that dropped on Friday, we saw the second episode of Chucky. I still have not got into seeing um, uh, Day of the Dead or uh, Slumber Party Massacre or I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, I didn't hear good things about I Know What You Did Last Summer TV show. I feel like i did hear some good stuff about some party massacre or and day of the dead it's just also been a busy i feel like a lot of stuff's happening right now between you know sports you know nfl and baseball playoffs and um and just life like i had to to go to a sweet 16 last week i had to go to a birthday party i got to go to a wedding this week and then and um as we're recording on Tuesday, October 20th, in 16 days, I'm going on vacation for my anniversary in New York. So it's managed for this month of October. It seems like there's a lot happening. Oh yeah. There, there's a lot. Uh, um, uh, I watched all three of the ones that, uh, that you mentioned. Okay. So day of the dead, I kind of turned off, uh, like 20 minutes in or so. It just, it felt, I don't know, it felt too much like The Walking Dead to me, and I just really wasn't enjoying it. Maybe I'll revisit it at some point, but for, for right now, I probably won't be tuning in. Uh, I absolutely fucking love Chucky. I just finished episode two here a few hours ago. Uh, love it. I'm, I'm loving the direction they're going with that series. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre remake movie. It was alright. Uh, it was very... Uh, uh, it was very cheesy in like in a good way, but it, it it felt sort of like the original, but like just in a new in this era, uh, if that makes sense. But uh, I I I liked it for for what it was worth. I think I need to like watch it again uh, because I was kind of sleepy when I was watching it, so I, I may have missed stuff. But you know, from what I could tell, it was all right. Uh, I did binge the uh, the all the available episodes of I know what you did last summer. Cause like the way that they're doing, they dropped four episodes uh, last Friday and then they're going to drop uh, one each Friday uh, until all of them are, d- are done. I think there's only like eight or nine episodes. So there's not many episodes left for them to drop, but uh, I-, I watched the-, the first four that they dropped. Uh, it's weird. It's like on one hand, uh, it, uh, it's like, okay, the character, uh, in my opinion, I don't like any of the characters. There's nothing good about the characters, and the dialogues. The dialogues very cringy. In in uh, if if I can put it that way, but the story has me completely hooked, and so I'm gonna finish the the season just to see wh- where it goes. The story is really good, but it's just like oh, the characters are just bad, and the, the dialogue's awful. But other than that, though. Uh, I'd recommend trying it and just checking for yourself. Uh, and then uh, I feel like I'm missing something because like there was so much that came out as far as horror stuff, but I can't recall it right now. But yeah, uh, that's where I am currently. Uh, uh, here recently, I did uh, start watching. Uh, uh, everybody's been talking about Squid Game on on Netflix. I watched it. Uh, all of season one recently and it, it, i really enjoyed it uh highly recommend that show to everybody really really fun show uh some episodes are absolutely heartbreaking though i'll tell you that much yeah at this point i feel like it's a, a flex that i that i haven't seen squid game because some people have seen it i 
and actually on a quick tangent i'm trying to figure this out because i was talking about this with my with my boss today is they paid 21 million dollars for basically the production rights to you know or the, to be able to distribute squid game and from my understanding the reason why is i think i read netflix wanted to expand like their international offerings and it is their most successful like television series that they've ever released one of the most successful i think it's one of the most successful things they've ever put out there but the question is is that how how does netflix view that this made them this show made them money because there was something called um it's like efficiency where basically based on like how much money they spend on a product whether it's you know a tv series a movie a comedy special and and they compare that to how much viewership to determines their efficiency so if you know if you have a number that's below one that means that your show is less efficient or less effective if it's higher than one that means that it you're it's more efficient more efficient than the money is brought in and i think like squid game has like a 47 efficiency rating which is like through the roof but it's one of those things where it's how are they how does that actually mean that this is making the money because if they didn't have squid the game and this is i think in general when you look at streaming services is that if they didn't have it would that mean that people would leave netflix or is that bringing people into netflix uh, if they don't bring a second season of squid game would people leave because it's very easy to look at television uh, like television, for example, because like Chucky is that you look at ratings and based on the success of the ratings, you can charge more for ad revenue. So that's easy to determine. But when it comes to streaming, it's very interesting to me because as everybody knows, I'm a numbers guy. But I mean, it's by, like I said, it's their efficiency rating is at 47. So that means that they've determined like that it's like 47 times efficient compared to how much money they put into the show. Yeah, uh, it, it, uh, I, I, uh, I haven't seen anything about like a, a new season. I, I figure that, that there'll be a season two because the way it ends, it sets up season two. I don't think I've seen anything yet about season two, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure with the success of it, they'll definitely renew it for season two. But yeah, it, it's a really good show. Uh, I was a little worried going in because often like shows get overhyped to the point that when I watch them, they were just kind of a letdown, but no, this one wasn't. And neither was uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass is another one that uh, is on Netflix that kind of goes, it's kind of going under the radar because of Squid Game. Uh, there's a little bit of, of interest there and people talking about it, but it, it's not getting as hopped up as, uh, as I think it should. And that's another one I highly recommend people check out, but you need to go into that one blind because you absolutely do not want the big reveal to get spoiled. Yeah, I actually, um, I have heard good things from Midnight Mass from some of the people that I've known who have seen it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's really good. But uh, before we get uh, but but, but let's move on and uh, before we get to our film today, uh. A couple of things in the uh, uh, a couple of things I want to touch up on as far as like horror news wise uh, that I get your opinions on. So here recently, so everybody knows Rob Zombie is rebooting, is is bringing the monsters to uh, the uh, big screen with his own version of it. And here recently, he released a cast photo with the with the house in the background and all the cast photo for the first time and of, of course you know sherry moon zombie his wife is playing lily and then there are uh let me find it the full cast because i was sherry sherry's playing lily and let me look this up real quick thought i had it but It is. It's Jeff Daniel Phillips is playing Herman. Yeah. And Dan Roebuck is playing uh, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all people that, you know, Rob Zombie works with on all his movies. 
who 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 we've come to see in almost every Rob Zombie film. So, uh, you know, that that was uh, probably people thought that he may have went he was going to go a different direction, but I, I we expected it. Uh, I don't I don't know about you, Jr., but I really liked the cast photo. I think it looked fine, and honestly, I think Sherry looks fine as Lily monster uh and i'm I'm excited about it i mean i know uh you know some people are kind of iffy about iffy about it but like rob zombie is a massive fan of the monsters it's like one of his favorite things ever i I think he'll i don't think he would potentially he would ruin it like he would potentially ruin it i think he knows what he's doing you know but uh and and i want him to do his own spin to it but you know i still want him to sort of keep the same uh, feel to it uh, of the beloved show. Yeah, uh, so you know, as you mentioned, these three um, individuals um, are, are have been in a number of other Rob Zombies um, items that he's done, uh, other you know movies that he's done. It's, I'm just not a fan of Rob Zombie. I don't enjoy his, you know, his, the way he directs films, the way he produces films. I don't, I've never, from House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, the Lords of Salem. Um, I mean, I've tried, I tried, I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've seen even Halloween multiple times, like his Rob Zombie, both the first and the second. And he's just, a, you know, he's a different cat and that his, what he enjoys isn't what I enjoy. And, um, I mean, as far as the set, yeah, you know, they, they looked great. Um, it's going to be how, how, how is the, um, how is the movie going to be directed, produced, how the script is going to be written, what goes into it. So, and at the end of the day, reboots are tough because you have a, I think that was one of the big issues with Halloween is that you have an, you have the original source information that's already out there that people love, whether it's was Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street or Child's Play or Friday the 13th. And you can go on with even non-horror stuff, whether it's, you know, they're rebooting Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, they rebooted Saved by the Bell, um, it's just reboots are very popular. And so it's always going to be compared to the original and people love the original. And it's, I mean, especially when you look at the cast of characters from the original back in 1964, um, people loved Herman Munster. I mean, Herman Munster, um, uh, what's his, I'm trying to remember his name, but he, he was in, um, he was in the um, Fred Gwynn is his name. He was in Pet Cemetery. You know, a lot of people. He, my cousin Vidi, people love that big that big dude. So it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be available on Peacock um, sometime next year, probably in time for Halloween. So I would definitely watch it because I I used to love the monsters. I mean, it came out in the '60s, so obviously it was on. Um, you know, it was a replayed, a rerun. So, but I loved watching the monsters when I was a kid. So, it'll be interesting when it finally, um, when it comes out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, honestly. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting when it comes out. I don't know if it's if they have a release date yet for it or not. Uh, I figure probably next year. Yeah, my assumption is that they're they're going to it's they're currently filming and it's going to be you know um released in time for the Halloween season because and I will say this, I mean Peacock a lot of people give you know you and I know because being wrestling fans WWE is a part of the Peacock network that that's their Universal and NBC yeah um but Peacock they all of a sudden out of nowhere you know they they, they went live this year. I believe this year or it was late last year, they have this massive horror collection. They have so much horror movies on Peacock through, you know, because NBC is a part of Universal. So they've all of a sudden on nowhere, they became a player in, 
you know horror streaming during this this holiday season yeah apparently there's no official release date for the monsters yet but there is a rumor that it's going to have a day and date release both in theaters and on peacock which with if halloween kills is any indication we've shown we've shown that it doesn't matter if people want to see a movie in theaters, even if it does stream on Peacock, it's not going to hurt it. I will say this. Because I don't trust Rob Zombie, I will definitely see it on Peacock. Especially if it comes out in October, and I always say my my movie money is sacred to me. So my money will be going next Halloween to Halloween ends. So I will watch that and come home. And then I will come home and watch The Monsters on Peacock. I got you. I got you. I mean, I'll I'll probably see it in theaters. Uh, I want to see it on a big screen, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that uh, I just wanted to talk about that. I feel like I'm gonna end up getting into a fight for talking shit about Rob Zombie. <laughs> I did oh, enjoy his music growing up. I I loved I loved his uh his first album. Yeah. But uh, we got uh. I just want to touch on that because there's a little bit of a of, a, of some hot news this weekend. Horror. horror. Uh, so now we will get into what everyone is here for. Uh, so we watched Terrifier from 2016 this week to talk on the pod. And uh, Jr., uh, you, you told me before we started recording that. This really wasn't for you. Uh, so, you know, you're looking at Terrifier. Um, should we just get into giving a little bit of a break, you know, some of the background? Uh, sure, yeah. You know, Terrifier was released in October 2016. Uh, it was through the Telluride Horror Show Film Festival. Um, then it gave, it was given a limited theoretical release in march of 2018 it had a box it had a budget of a hundred thousand dollars which it from i think we've kind of covered this before i'll just quickly go into it there's things called there's high budget films low budget films and something called no budget film from my understanding in hollywood ain't anything that has a budget below a million is considered a no budget film so at a hundred thousand dollars this is essentially um no budget and in fact the um the director and writer damien leone he actually crowdsourced fund this through indigo in order to film terrifier so i mean that's pretty cool because i that's when i enjoy stuff like that i remember years ago on a quick tangent uh my wife was a big fan of veronica mars and they like they did a Kickstarter campaign to fund a Veronica Mars movie, which I thought was, you know, if the fan base is there and they want it, they'll, you know, they'll put money into it. I know if they do that for Halloween, I would pay money for it if, if, to keep doing sequels. I'll pay that every year. Um, but just for me, um, the biggest thing about this is it, I don't think they, I think they tried to, do certain things to make a movie successful i've always made jokes like in horror movies like well if you want to make your money back in horror all you got to show is just crazy violence and naked women and people would tune in and that's in my opinion exactly what this film did there were some crazy kills there was a lot of gore um but i felt like there was no plot it was this crazy clown that just didn't talk and had a weird smile and just killed people yeah yeah i get where you're coming from with that and i mean you're not wrong but uh yeah yeah i i, I on the other hand i i did I, I do thoroughly enjoy this film uh i don't know i'm a big fan of like just uh i love 80s just off the wall slasher gore fest and so, and so, like this was right up my alley when I saw it. But and also really just loved uh, the character of Arthur Clown. He was so creepy. I mean, like one of the one of the things one of the uh, reviews said uh, he makes Pennywise look like Krusty the Clown. 
And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. One, but yeah, he, uh, but yeah, he, I mean, the, but yeah, uh, the clown's very terrifying, though. The one interesting thing, um, I will say about Art the Clown is that he, you don't know, he has mystery to him, he doesn't talk, you don't know his origin, you don't know, you don't know why he's doing what he's doing. So the mystery behind it is somewhat intriguing. I and, and I said this comparison as I'm like, I feel somebody could make the same comparison about Michael Myers in, in Halloween 1978 because he kills a sister, goes to the same asylum, and then 15 years later escapes and just starts killing random babysitters because we all eventually know not until the end of Halloween 2 1981 was it said that Laurie Schrode was his... Uh, was his younger sister. Now, I mean, I think obviously because of the acting of Donald Pleasance and Jamie Lee Curtis and the amazing, you know, directorship of and score of both James Carpenter and Deborah Hill makes up for like not having that essentially, you know, a plot of why Michael's doing what he's doing in the first one. So that mystery of what he's doing, uh, and I think going back to Art the Clown is intriguing because um, I, the, I guess this isn't a, I don't know if to say the spoiler because it's not really, you know, we'll, I'll say this. There's, there will be a sequel that'll be released next year. So maybe they go into the origins of Art the Clown. Maybe they'll talk about why he's doing what he's doing. Maybe they'll talk about like what's, what's getting, what's causing him to do what he's doing. Yeah, that's what I'm, uh, I'm wondering like what the sequel is going to be about, but uh, so like it's weird. So like this isn't the first like first appearance of Art the Clown. Art the Clown appeared as a character in a in uh, a film by the by the same director Damien Leon in 2013 called All Hallows Eve, which was an anthology film, and Art the Clown was in there, but he wasn't played by this actor who played on David Howard Thornton, and so. And it's weird because it's like, while he's in the film, it, oh, it just David Howard Thornton just brings like a different aspect to Art the Clown that people like a lot more. And and why I think it's getting a sequel is because of David Howard Thornton's performance. Like, uh, don't get me wrong, like the the kills in this movie are pretty good, and and everything. But I think David Howard Thornton as art, his performance as art is what makes this film and why so many people are a fan of it. He just, uh, I said it before, before we started recording that, like, you know, when it comes time, when people, eventually people are going to get tired of Jason, Michael and Freddie and Leatherface. And we're going to have to create a new generation of horror icons and slashers. And honestly, Art the Clown was immediately on my list for people for somebody that I would like to see be become a horror icon. And no, it, and it's funny, Jerry, if you know or not, but uh, David Howard Thornton, you know, he plays art. He he actually has a background in being a mom, and so that's and so he incorporated a lot of that into the character. Uh, no, I know I agree. I think the I mean, like I said, the big thing with with Art the Clown is just that mystery behind that grin. Yeah, he's definitely a very mysterious character because, like, we really don't know a lot about him or why he's killing these people or you know or anything. But uh, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes next year with the sequel. So yeah, uh, we'll just get straight into it. So uh, Terrifier, like. Uh, like Jared said, it was when it was released and it had a budget of a hundred thousand. Directed by Damien Leon, produced by Damien Leon, written by Damien Leon. Uh, stars Jenna Canal, Samantha Scafidi, David Howard Thornton, Catherine Corcoran, and Michael Levy. And uh, we'll just get straight into it. So the opening is a little weird. Okay, so if there's anything I don't like in this film, it's the opening. I feel like you could cut the opening out of this film and it would not ruin anything about the film. You could just start it off the next scene. 
So we start off and we have a talk show host who's named Monica Brown. She's interviewing a severely disfigured woman who is the sole survivor of a massacre that took place previous uh, uh, on the previous Halloween. And uh, Monica mentions that the body of the killer, known only as Art the Clown, disappeared from the, the morgue, suggesting that he is still alive. However, the disfigured woman insists that she saw him die. And so then after the show, Monica, the talk show host, uh, she is openly insulting the woman's appearance. And like she's saying awful, awful things about her. To which uh, the woman, the disfigured woman, ends up overhearing it. And then she ends up attacking her and she gouges out her eye. <laughs> and it's weird because it's like you're seeing like Art the Clown watch this on TV. And then he's getting, uh, and then he starts. Uh, he pushes over the TV and he starts putting on his makeup and stuff and putting on his, his costume. And so it's kind of like, okay, what's going on? But then you find out later on at the end of the movie that what we just saw was, it takes place after the movie. So I, I don't know why they did that. I wish they would have just started with the next scene, but uh, that's just me. How, how'd you feel about the opening JR? It's one of those things where it's kind of like a, um, I'm trying to, I've seen before most of the TV shows where it's like something crazy happens and it's like it goes oh a year earlier. So uh, th- that that beginning though was I mean when you say gouge her eyes out I don't think you're like it really does like she I mean she fucked up her face. I mean I got to go back and probably watch it but I could swear yeah. it looked like it looked like she cl- like she looks like she ripped over. It. I'm sorry I'm I'm stammering. It looks like she like clawed her whole face open. Like, I mean, her, her yeah. shit was fucked up. Um, and I yeah, the, I say that clearly because it was. Yeah, and, and the, the woman, woman who, who, who did who, it. Who, yeah, the, the woman who did it. Like, she's not just severely disfigured. Like, that's putting it lightly. She literally has like no eyes, no nose, barely a mouth. Looks kind of like a shrunken in skull, basically. It reminded me, it's kind of reminiscent if people have ever saw the uh, the Hannibal film, the, the sequel to Science of the Lambs. There's a character. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Where, he did, yeah. That's what I thought of, too. Yeah. Um, but it was actually even worse than that. I mean, it was really bad. Uh, you know, guy, like when you saw it, it kind of was like. I cringe because unfortunately there has been tons of freak accidents where people have, you know, lost their, lost their eyes, lost their nose. I've seen, you know, I've seen things of prosthetics um, on people's faces. I've seen facial transplants, you know, obviously as everybody knows anything, you know, how accidents, freak accidents go, anything could happen. And so, there's things out there imagery where I've seen something similar. And so, yeah, it is, you know, it's, it's very, uh, um, her face is very disfigured and uh, mutilated because of, uh, yeah. For a reason we'll find out later. Yeah. It, you know, like I said, it, it's a very interesting way to open this film. And honestly, the first, if you, this is your first time watching it and you see that as an opening, you know, you're about to be in for a wild ride. So, the next scene, this is where I think they should have honestly opened the film. So it's Halloween night, and we see two friends. Their names are Tara and Don, and they're leaving a Halloween party, and they're drunk, and they wander into Don's car where they notice that there is a strange man watching them from afar in a clown costume. And the man we know is Art the Clown. And, uh, but... T- Tara, uh, uh, Tara is wanting to drive, but Don doesn't think they should drive because th- they're drunk, obviously, and so she thinks they should go get some food and kind of sober up. You know, smart, very smart. Don't drink and drive, people. But uh, so th- they go to a nearby pizzeria, and Art follows them to it, and uh, he's just kind of uh, uh, he's kind of like just uh, uh, he's just sitting there in like a stall in the pizza, like by them, uh, just looking at them. And so Tara, 
she starts wanting to mess with them. She starts like getting to them and uh, put one on her phone and want to take pictures with them and everything. And of course, and he does this awesome pose where he like he's really, like sitting there on the he's like sitting at the stall, and then he he does his hands and he does this giant like smile and he just looks so creepy, especially with what he's wearing. He, he this is like the creepiest looking clown I think I've ever seen. Like, but don't get me wrong, Pennywise and and, uh, and other killer clowns look creepy but i don't know man i feel like it, it, I, I don't get freaked out by clowns but if i saw art i would be a little sketched out by him i think there's been a um a history of just clowns and i think it's you know just the way they look you know with the makeup and typically they have maybe like the makeup gives them like the appearance of like big eyes and a big nose or something like that and the way they smile, it's like it, I think it freaks people out because it looks it seems unnatural. Um, but man, the the one thing I noticed about Art is man, he had some bad bad teeth. It looked like he was eating like like charcoal or tar for like three years because his teeth were messed up. That was a crazy part was you see this this weird clown that's smiling and it just has horrible teeth that's that's what the thing i noticed that was just like oh my god stay away from me like there's something wrong with you like you know you looks like i mean and i say that because it did his teeth look like they were black and like like he just got done you know eating you know charcoal or something and he's like smiling trying to have like this you know weird time and you know the other thing too is like one thing i try to do and that's why i tell people man if you go out like don't mess with random people because in general you don't know what's wrong with people there's people that may just have a bad day there's people that may know like you know jujitsu or kung fu like stay in you know for lack of a better term just stay in your lane like don't go near random people because you don't know what to expect stay with the group that you know and just leave it at that yeah i agree uh so, you know, Art's doing that, and eventually Art ends up going to the bathroom, and they're still there. Uh, Tara and Don's still there, and we see the owner of the pizza uh, of the pizza restaurant. He ends up running, he ends up walking out of that, walking to the bathroom, and we see him, like, roughly just, like, throwing Art out of the bathroom and telling him to get out of his store. And tell him that he's disgusting. And it's also, Art has this, like, a bag, this garbage bag. And we don't, we never know what's in it, but he, he carries it around everywhere with him. And so the guy throws him out of the store and then Art's doing like these funny like things. Cause like, like I said, like David Howard Thornton has a background in, in being a mom. And so, uh, he incorporates that into the character, but, uh, they ended up throwing, he ends up, uh, making like little funny faces at the guys. He throws them out. And so then the guy throws his garbage bag back at him. And then we see what happened. Uh, the, it shows, why Art got thrown out, and Art has pretty much smeared his own feces, like, all over the bathroom walls, and then wrote his name in it. It was fucking disgusting. <laughs> no, legitimately, um, if that was, I would have told my manager, I would say, uh, kiss my ass, I quit. I'm not cleaning that mess. There, there's yeah, some things that just, there's yeah. not enough money in the world that to get paid to do something. That's one of them. Shout, yeah, shout out to... Good. I was just gonna say shout out to all like the you know custodial people out there because I mean just not everybody but some people are just straight filthy and it's like you go into especially public bathrooms oh my god like yeah those people that that pick up especially like if you go to arenas or you go to public parks like it's just those people deserve like uh, like triple the amount that they make because that's you know no pun intended that's a shitty job oh yeah i agree uh but yeah and the owner gets one of the workers that's there the uh, weirdly the guy who's making the food very unsanitary as he said to clean up the mess and the guys told him that he better get time and a half or he's out i don't blame him <laughs> no that's actually a good point i i would not i wouldn't want to be um and i'll give you an example so I mean, I've worked a summer job, uh, you know, I run a summer program and I've had to, uh, I don't want to say clean, not clean toilets, but I've had to like deal with like, you know, bathroom issues, like, you know, clogged stuff and with the plunger. 
I did not go near food that day or before or after I did that. You know, that's just, and especially in the same area, like, especially when it's like that, like with was done to that bathroom, like you got to go home and take 30 showers before you're freaking clean enough to go um, back to dealing with food. Oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> but uh, the, the girls end up uh, leaving. And when they get back to the car, they find that one of Don's car tires has been slashed. And so they end up uh, calling, uh, Tara ends up calling her sister Vicky to come pick them up, who is uh, away at college. But uh, her roommates uh, are bringing people over and are being loud. And so she doesn't have any time to study for her coming up exam. So she just agrees to go pick them up. And, uh, while they're waiting, Tara needs to use the bathroom, but obviously they're around really not a lot of places open. And so she ends up seeing a pest control worker uh, walking out of an apartment building and she asks him if, if she can use the bathroom. And so he lets her into the apartment building for her to use the restroom. And while this is happening, uh, Tara uh, hears about a... Th- uh, is, is sitting in the car listening to the radio and she hears that there's been two people brutally uh, murdered at a pizzeria downtown and she realized that that's the one they just came from and w- we see this before Art kill uh, Art sneaks back in uh, later on and he kills the people at the pizzeria the worker and the owner and let me tell you he he does not kill them mercifully at all he uh, the, the guy cleaning the bathroom finally gets done cleaning the bathroom walks is walking in looking for the owner and he finds the owner's head basically turned into a jack-o'-lantern on the on the thing it was such a fucking awesome scene and and it's weird uh jr i don't know if you realize that this movie came out two years before halloween 2018 in 2018 did sort of a same kill do you think that maybe david gordon green or somebody has seen this film before and took inspiration for that kill for it. Okay. It looks Refer- oddly similar. Refresh my mind. What was the kill again? The one where, okay, so the guy in the bathroom, he walks out of the bathroom and he's looking for the owner and he turns to the, and the owner's head is on the counter, but it's, it's basically like cut up. Oh, he hits on flames and, and lit up. And it's, it looks like a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. yeah no, I know that. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it was like on top, almost on top. It was on the, but it was lit in flames. It was, it, it was like, I remember it had fire going through it. You know, it's one of those things where they say, you know, um, great artists steal. And if it's one of those things where, especially when you look at it, it looks like, you know, it's always look like a jack a jack lantern, especially if it's about Halloween. You're making a movie about Halloween. If you saw it, you know why? Why not use it? It fit perfectly into Halloween. Yeah, I, I agree. It uh, it definitely sounded uh, it, it it looked it looked great, and it did honestly like uh uh remind when I saw it in Halloween, I was like, hey, that looks like the kill from I saw in Terrifier, and then when I was rewatching, I was like, hey, that does look like the kill I saw in Halloween 2018. So, uh, so yeah, it definitely looks similar. I don't know if they took any inspiration from it, but cause I'm, I'm sure somebody's thought of it before, but yeah, it just looked, it was a really cool kill. But then, uh, so Mike, uh, uh, not Mike. So like one of the, after the worker discovers the owner's head, he runs the phone to call the police and art comes out of nowhere and fucking cuts off like, uh, half his hand. <laughs> And so this guy's like bleeding all over the place because his hand's been because half his hand's missing now. And then Art proceeds to stab him multiple and multiple and multiple times in the face, like he did not let up. <laughs> like Art is not a very is not a merciful person at all. He just wants to fucking slaughter people. No, I mean, and that was a uh, that the hand part. That was one of the things you notice is I think this is a film I felt they were going more for gore instead of you know. 
I think maybe in low budget films, maybe less is more, but they really dialed in on the gore because I feel like that was what's going to maybe they thought this would pop their fan base. So and this was like the beginning of that. Or I mean, actually, I should say beginning this. We, we saw it earlier with the with the news reporter. But as far as, you know, art doing what he was doing, like this was really the beginning of, you know, stepping up that gore to another level for him. Oh yeah, the uh, gore in this movie definitely is a big selling point, and you got to give it up to the effects people behind this movie because man, they, they did a great job with this. Uh, like I say all the time, uh, practical effects over special over CGI, and this movie has it all. Uh, so you know, Tara hears about this, and you know she hears that they got killed. And then they mentioned that uh, people saw a guy in a clown costume near, nearby. And so she instantly puts two and two together and realizes that, oh, shit, uh, he killed those people. Well, she's not paying attention. And oh, this is one of the parts that really pissed me off because uh, uh, she's not paying attention and her door opens. And so she immediately assumes that it is uh, Tara getting back in the car. And uh, she turns a look and it is Art and he smiles and has a... A needle uh, has a, a syringe uh, uh, with them. I'm like, do you not fucking lock your car door? Like, were you really just sitting there with a flat tire with your car door unlocked? Like, this all could have been avoided if you would have locked your car. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think that's the, like, in general, you should lock your car door no matter what. Like, I tell if I go to the gas station to put gas, I don't care if it's in broad daylight or night. I tell my wife, lock the door. I'll be back. Yeah, always lock your door, car door, house, whatever. Uh, meanwhile, uh, after you know, after Art ends up ad- abducting, uh, is it? Is it ter- I, I I think I've 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 been mixing up the girls. I think he abducted Don, not Tara. Or maybe- yes, Donna was the Donna's the blonde. Donna's the blonde. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I got it wrong. Okay, yeah. So so yeah. So uh, Art abducted Don. So Tara gets out of the bathroom, and uh, she's gonna make her way back to uh, outside. And she ends up encountering this uh, woman who is, you know, clearly delusional, and she is, uh, uh she's credited in the film as, as as cat person. So we'll let's call her cat person or cat lady. And uh, this cat lady believes that uh, her doll that she's carrying is her infant child, and that Tara is the new uh, attendant for this deluded, this you know, dilapidated, rundown, abandoned apartment building. And uh, of course, Tara tries to play along with her, and like she tries to be nice and and tells her, yeah, she's the new apartment building, and that she needs to go find the landlord because uh, first month's uh, rent is due, and she doesn't want to be late. Uh, when that happens, uh, she's walking away, and later on, Tara ends up encountering Art inside the apartment building, and they have a chase where it ends up with her going through a a mechanic's garage and he ends up stabbing her with a scalpel in like the leg. And she tries to alert uh, Mike, the pest control guy from earlier who let her in earlier, but Art ends up drugging her with a, with a syringe. So Tara wakes, awakens up and she's bound to a chair. And this scene, holy fucking shit, this scene, uh, Tara awakens, she's gone to a chair. Art take uh awakens her and he reveals Don, who is suspended upside down from the ceiling. And then he takes a handsaw and he forces Tara to watch Don get cut in half from the bottom to the top with a handsaw. And it shows everything. It is a gory ass, very violent scene. It was I literally told Jr. before we started, uh, before we watched this film, I was like, "Hey, make you probably don't want to watch this film with your wife." There is a scene in here that is absolutely going to be 
insane to you, and I'm telling you now, <laughs> you do not want to watch this with someone who's not going to be able to take it because it's pretty crazy. And uh, this is the scene that always gets talked about. What what the fuck? Yeah, so uh, I, I'm not. I know a little bit about tools. So he uses what's known as an adjustable hacksaw. This is something that you kind of want to use uh, for like PVC pipes, plastic, you know, thick pipes. You wouldn't want to use it on on wood or um, especially metal. But uh, you know, PVC pipes is a lot hard is a lot harder to cut through than uh, than human skin, and um, and it was. You know, and I can say this is like to me. I, I just have that stereotype, and this has kind of proven me right. Where I said like, just have either show a lot of gore, or violence, and show naked women, and this did both at the exact same time. And that's you know, you get you would get some people to tune in. Um, and it was yeah. like, I think probably I'm trying to go on like, I'm trying to think of some of the films I've seen in like the last like decade. But yeah. it's I, I just off the top of my head, it's easily probably one of the, the top three most gruesome kills I've ever seen in the, the you know in the last decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. I, I mean, I, I I watch a lot of like very gory films. Like one of my my go tos is like just eighties gore fest with like it's like for like literally no plot, literally just people just being slaughtered, and there has a lot of gore in it. Uh. This is I think easily. I think also though the same the whole it's just the whole situation though the yeah. it's not just the like how you know oh he cut this person in half like I would force your friend to watch it happen and then it's like um how it's a slow it's a slow brutal sadistic kill like I and yeah. I'll give you an example we covered uh, I think last year we covered or earlier this year uh, John Carpenter's vampires. And there's a scene where, the, you know, Valak, you know, he puts his hand through a guy's stomach and then it goes up, which basically, you know, and he cuts him in half, essentially. You know, it was like almost a quick and easy type kill where this one's like, I mean, he's, this person's going to die very slowly at the beginning, then eventually bleed out quickly. But it's also very gruesome. And it's one of those things where even if you look at, um, I was actually just watching Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, where he cut off a guy's head with a piece of glass. It's like. Yeah, but he stabbed him. He's bleeding out through his trachea, and he just took his head off. And it's like kind of a clean kill. Where this one's just like you see intestines coming out. You see so much blood dropping. It's you know it's very sadistic and brutal. Yeah, it really put you in perspective just how sick and sadistic sadistic uh, art is. But yeah, like I was saying, like I, you know, I watch a lot of gory movies, and I've seen a lot of insane gory kills, and. This is easily, easily top three, if not number one. And here's the here's the uh, crazy part, Jr. Uh, Damien Leon has talked, and uh, so has David the Howard Thornton, who plays Art. He's talked before about the upcoming sequel that's set to release next year, and they they both said, and I don't know how the fuck they're, they're doing this. They both said that there is a kill near the beginning of the film that tops this one. And I just, I don't know how. I'm not racking my head around how is that even possible. Damn, like, I'm trying to think (laughs) in my head and I'm just like. I mean, honestly, like, you're trying to think of things that are like a more of like a slow torture type kill. But like, I'd say what I... God have mercy on that dude's soul who can think of something more sadistic than this. Because I'm like, dude, you need Jesus in your life at this point. <laughs> if you do something more sadistic than this, uh, but uh, but yeah. So, you know, Tara gets uh, Tara's has to watch Don get sawn in half, and then uh, she ends up escaping. But Art ends up pulling out a gun and he shoots her and kills her. And this is the part where I was confused because up to this point, I thought Tara was our final girl. And now I'm like, what the fuck? Tara just died. Uh, <laughs> who's the final girl here? And then we see the the cat lady witnesses uh, uh, witnesses what happened, and she begs uh, Mike to call the police. Uh, Mike ends up dismissing her as being insane, but then Art knocks him unconscious with a hammer. The uh, cat lady discovers Art cradling her doll, and in a plea for the return of her child. 
she tries to show motherly compassion to Art by cradling him. And now Vicky, uh, Tara's sister, arrives. And she's, she's you know, she gets there and uh, she ends up being lured into the basement by Art. And she discovers uh, what she believes is an injured Tara, but is actually Art who has severely mutilated the cat lady and is wearing her scalp and breasts. I was like, "Whoa, holy fucking See, shit!" And that's that's just fucking weird. Like, yeah, I, I'm being like, uh, like whoever you know. For me, I have I've always felt like I have like had a vivid imagination, you know, creative. But it's just like there's just certain things that's going on in this film. Like, and this is the second one. It's just like who like who comes up with this? Like, I actually I'll say this line. Um, I would tell the director, like, you know, because we just got done watching the 25th anniversary of Scream. How do you come up with this shit? <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that happens. And then Mike's coworker ends up arriving, and he's looking for Mike, but he ends up getting decapitated by Art. Uh, Vicky escapes Art, uh, but she stops to grieve because she finds uh, her sister's corpse. She finds uh, you know Tara's corpse, and she also had uh, seen what happened to Don. Uh, Art then attacks her with a makeshift cat of nine tails, but. Uh, Mike arrives and knocks Art unconscious. Uh, both of them flee to go call 911, but before they can escape, uh, Art appears and he kills Mike. Vicky uh, ends up retreating into the garage, and Art rams through the door with a pickup truck, <laughs> causing uh, a further injury to Vicky, and she's kind of lying helplessly on the ground, and Art begins to eat her face. And the police arrive, but uh, and they tell Art to stop, and they believe Art has a gun, and they tell him to drop it. But Art turns around and he shoots himself uh, with the gun. He puts the gun in his mouth. He shoots himself before the cops can uh, apprehend him. And they end up finding out that uh, they realize that Vicky is still alive, even though she's had basically had her face just eaten off. She's still alive, so they end up uh, calling the uh, ambulance for her. And then uh, we see Art's body is taken to the morgue along with the bodies of the, the other his other victims. And the medical examiner ends up unzipping Art's body bag, and a lot of weird, crazy shit starts happening. Like a lot of lights starts flashing, and radio calls start happening. Just a lot of supernatural stuff, and Art ends up coming back to life and strangling him to death and then it flashes to one year lady one year later and Vicky is released from the hospital after rehabilitation from the injuries inflicted by Art and she's then revealed to be the severely disfigured woman we saw at the beginning of the film and thus showing us that the events of the beginning of the film actually took place after the film and that's pretty much it. Pretty crazy slasher, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know one of the things I will say though, um the one thing it kinda lost me as far as art and, and I forgot about so you brought it up uh when he killed Tara was the use of a gun. That'd probably be the one thing I was just like, okay. I would it, it just a gun just <sighs> You don't see that in tradition. I mean, you've seen that in slasher films in the sense of like you go and scream that they brought out a gun like after the fact, you know, in all three screen, the first three original scream movies or even in, you know, scream four. But you don't but that's you don't see that with a potential like maybe maybe Art the Clown has a demotic, you know, possession or um you know as a spirit so that was the one thing i would probably like i was if as far as like you know all the different tools he has which i mean when you look at jason or you look at um you know michael myers is that they use everything from you know kitchen knives to scalpels to hammers at their disposal um but yeah whatever art is you know what he ever embodies i would probably just been like yeah i just want to use a gun obviously it's kind of ends to a mean because you want it you want him to essentially 
kill himself because you're gonna bring him back for you know the purposes but i just feel like there maybe have been like you know another way for it to happen yeah, and I'm wondering, I'm hoping that the sequel will, will touch up on that because I'm wondering, like, how the hell he came back. Is he supernatural now? Because he wasn't, I don't think he was supernatural to begin with, but now it seems there's a supernatural aspect to him, which I thought was really weird. I wish they wouldn't have done that, but um, I'll save it for the sequel and hopefully they'll touch up on that and fix and uh, help fix that. So other than that and the beginning, because I really think they could just cut the beginning out. Like, honestly, the, the whole thing with Vicky having her face disfigured and killing someone, and I think that storyline's kind of dumb. I think they could have cut that out and just be a straight-up slasher with just art killing people. And it would have been fine. But that's legitimately my only issues with the film. So I guess... uh any final thoughts before we get into uh, ratings and we close this one out? Yeah. Um, what do you, what would you like to use? Oh, uh, let's do, let's do uh, art. The clown heads. Yeah. Um, God, I, I would probably say about two and a half. Um, and the reason just being, as I mentioned earlier, I just, I don't think it's like a bad film. I just don't think it's a good film. I, for me personally, I just don't see replay value in it. I do think there's some intrigue with this mysteriousness of art to clown. I can completely understand people who are fascinated by like the gore of horror. Um, it's just not my thing. I've always enjoyed a good backstory. So I feel like that's, what's missing for me. Uh, I like, you know, like there to be some, you know, some sort of like cost, whatever happens. So that's, that's why I do it. But I, I will say though, um, that's just on this one. That's just one man's opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. Um, there's, I can completely understand and how other individuals may rate this a lot more favorably um, as they have in the past. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can see where you're coming from. Uh come from there i'm on the opposite end of that uh i thoroughly enjoy this film uh like i said I, i'm a big fan of like 80s slasher gore fest and just uh b horror films and this is like right up my alley with that uh i love david howard thornton's uh performance as art he basically brought a mime aspect and turned a character who doesn't talk and brought and just brought so much character to him I thought that was really great how he did that with his like his facial expressions, his antics and stuff without even uttering a word. And uh, he, like I said, I, th I think he has potential to possibly, if enough people really get into this series and give it a, enough chance to be the next to be the uh, the next great horror horror icon slasher. Yeah, he definitely has the look down, and he's he's definitely scary uh, scary looking enough to pull it off. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed the film. The kills great. Uh, I liked. I like art's aspect of the story. I don't like that the supernatural aspect of them at the end, and I definitely don't like the beginning and the whole Vicky side plot with her being the disfigured girl. I think that was kind of stupid, and they could have just removed that immediately and just had only art's part, and it would still be a fine film. But so with that being said, uh, I guess I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five. Uh, this and. Uh, I think I think that's fair in my opinion. Yeah, I think the one thing with with Vicky, it it has to show what was the like it has something has to come up in the sequel. There has to be something besides this one. Like we we just can't she has to be some something has to go on to make her a focal point in the in Terrifier too. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they'll they'll touch up on that. And if I'm not, as we mentioned, um, um, she, she is casted in the sequel. So she, she uh, will. I'll, yeah, I'll have to check, but I believe, I believe you, you're correct there. But yeah, uh, uh, I'll say we uh, wrap this one up, JR. Well, um, do you have anything to say before we let everybody go? 
Oh, uh, just uh, you know, just the usual thank you guys for uh, checking us out. Uh, we appreciate it. Whether you're a new listener or you've been with us from the beginning, we appreciate your listens. And uh, if you like what you hear, you know, uh, keep keep listening and tell your friends about us. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Trick Treat Pod, and uh, make sure you check out our friends: uh, Sounds from the Grave, uh, Scream Queens, Crystal Lake Soldiers, so many more. And uh, yeah, just uh, uh, thank you. So, um, we are we have one one week left in the month of October. We will cap it off with the 40th anniversary of Halloween 1981. Um, we hope to have a special guest. I um for that a fellow Michael Myers Halloween fan. Um, we should be able to shore that up. But with that said, um, as we enter the this holiday season, as you know, everybody be safe out there, especially if you plan on going trick or treating, um, or any you know parties um, or any festivals, whether just be safe out there. As you know, everything from as we know we're dealing with you know still this COVID pandemic and flu season, as well as just in general, make sure you check all your you know if you have children all their sweets because you never know. I think especially after watching Chucky uh, this week, that's double. Make sure it's like, yeah, make sure you check your candy because you never know what's going to happen. You never know. There's some sadistic person out there. So um, with that being said, um, we must bid you adieu. Goodbye. Good night. And remember, every day is Halloween.